0: Welcome to the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Starr-Robertson. Wife, mom blessed by adoption, Jesus freak, wonderluster, overcomer, encourager, and an intentional living coach for moms. If you've stumbled upon this podcast, you're likely a Christian mom who's seeking more peacefully productive days. And what does that mean when we put it together? Well, first and foremost, we're focused on the peace that surpasses understanding and the steadfast loving kindness that comes from our Father in Heaven. Next, we're focused on being good stewards of all our gifts and resources that we have been given in this life. And next, we want to be productive members of our family and our home, as well as our community and the kingdom. So if that sounds like you... Let's go dig into today's episode of the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. Hello, sisters, and welcome back to another episode of the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star robertson and today we are continuing into part two of two of the Chaos to Clarity workshop. I've pulled out the goods, the meat and potatoes, the bones of the workshop, and today is the last section of that where we're going to be digging into some self-care bucket stuff, self-care for moms, just briefly, and then talking about some mindfulness practices and real-life things that you can do to cut down the in-the-moment chaos that comes up for all of us so without further ado let's dig right in i love this verse from first corinthians 13 12 and this is the new living translation and i pulled out this one because it had the word clarity in it um in other translations i think king james esv um this perfect clarity it's face to face but it says now we see things imperfectly like puzzling reflections in a mirror But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete, but then I will know everything complete just as God knows me completely, just as he knows you completely. And I love how, um, my coach Whitney has said before that God already knows the future version of you. He's just waiting for you, teaching you, growing you, molding you to step into her. There's a lot of us that have big God-sized dreams and goals and missions that he has placed on our hearts. And he knows whether we're going to step into that or not. He knows when he knows how, but what do you need? What does she need? What do you need to become that version of you being obedient to what he has placed on your heart and what he is calling you to do? Sometimes It involves self-care actually a lot of times for mom, it involves self-care and self-care is actually a fairly new term in the last like decade or so that has come up and it's come up in response to mothers operating from this belief that denying ourselves and serving our family above and beyond ourselves and showing up for others instead of ourselves in spite of ourselves is the best that we can do for them. But then really our batteries are on empty and we're trying to recharge all of their batteries with an empty battery. Like think about if you're out and about, I don't know, maybe if you guys do this or not, but there's those little jet packs. Like I've taken them when we've gone camping or different things like that to recharge your phone when you're out and about, because you don't have electricity and power. Well, if I take that out with me and I'm trying to recharge my phone or my husband's phone or my headphone, whatever it is. And it doesn't have batteries. It doesn't have a charge. It's not going to be able to fully fill in what needs to be filled in in those other devices. And it's just like Kate said at the beginning of this, when she was talking about her area of chaos, she goes to work all week and then comes home. And every day when she comes home, she feels like she needs to give her kids all of their attention first. And then she ends up not having attention, self care, not taking care of herself. And in spite of that, The service that she's giving to her kids, the quality time and attention is, is not really what it could be or what it should be, because she's trying to show up from an empty cup. She's trying to put on their masks without her mask being put on. And so we have to get over this idea of thinking that self-care is selfish because it's not, it's actually what we're supposed to be doing every single day. God asks us to renew our minds each and every day. His mercies are new every morning. And if we are not seeking them every morning, if we are not seeking him regularly, then we are pouring from an empty cup. And I've talked about many times, there's a podcast episode about it. You're welcome to go listen to, I've made posts about it, but I feel like God really showed me this area of biblical self-care and it's from Deuteronomy six. It's part of what I've, I've dubbed previously as the motherhood commission or the parenting commission but I love this in Mark. I want to say it's Mark 12, verse 30, where Mark says that he has four areas, love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. So if you're looking at your workbook, you're going to see this. Your heart is your emotional needs. Your soul is your spiritual needs. Your mind is your mental needs and your strength is your physical needs. And I feel like God showed me this in a way that in order to love the Lord, our God, with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, it's like, it's a reciprocal thing. It's literally taking our body, our mind, our heart, and our soul, the things that he has given us stewardship over and free will over and turning them back to him and honoring them and being good stewards of them so that the Holy spirit is truly able to work in and through us. And so I want to ask you guys to take this space in your workbooks to check your self-care buckets, list out tasks that help you fill these buckets, try and think of really important non-negotiable items, things that, you know, if you do them are going to have a greatly positive impact on you and therefore others, and therefore your family it's you. And so it's not about elevating yourself above others, right? Cause scripture warns us against that, but it's about you. And it's about you taking care of yourself so that you can take care of others and not pour from this empty cup. So for me, right. Thinking physical needs, I'm just going to work from the bottom up because physical needs comes like super quickly to me, physical needs. Like I know I need sleep. I know I need water and I know I need physical activity but those are my physical needs. I show up better as a mom. If I work out, if I go for a walk, if I go for a swim, if I make it to the gym, if I get a proper amount of sleep, if I'm showing up with three hours of sleep, I'm not being a good mom. I'm not being a good wife. I'm not being a good business owner. I'm not a good steward of anything really. So I know what my physical needs are, your mind, your mental needs. What are those? This is what spurred on this whole thing is I was a mom to a three-month-old baby, left my entire career like, was not anything productive in the workplace. I did not have any adult engagement or interaction. And I realized then a huge area of my mental needs were missing. I wasn't learning, I wasn't growing. I wasn't pouring into others. I wasn't being poured into. I needed self-development. I needed education. And I needed other people to share with. One of my spiritual gifts is teaching and administration. And I did not have that as a mom to a three-month-old sitting in the home all day, every day, changing diapers. I knew what, what mental needs I needed. Spiritual needs. You need the Lord, period. Like you need to be in prayer unceasingly. You need scripture. You need Fellowship, but what are the actual tasks that you need to fill your bucket? And then the heart, the emotional needs. Like Mary was saying earlier, she said, you know, what I'm assuming her love language is words of affirmation, right? She was saying she needs to hear from her spouse or her kids or her loved ones, you know, things that she's doing well or that they notice or that they pay attention. But she knows that it's not in that validation from them that her, her value and her worth lies. She knows it's from the Lord, but it's really good. And it's really nice for her to hear them from her husband or whoever else. She said, she also said, she knows that she needs to go to counseling to work through some stuff in her past. Like that, those are self-care buckets. Those are emotional needs that need to be met. But the next and most important thing to do is to make a plan. And I'm talking about here, your self-care buckets, right? But not just your self-care buckets, but for your whole big picture and what needs to be done in, in a week, in a day, in a month, failing to plan is planning to fail. It's a very popular phrase. If you haven't heard it, you have now. If you've heard it, you've heard it again. And it's just a reminder. I need reminded of this all the time. I'm all about planning and organizations and systems and time management, yet I need this reminder. I needed it yesterday. I feel like we're always going deeper. The more scheduled your life is, the more likely you are to do the things that you need to do. And I know Christy, you're like me. I have another client who's like me. We're kind of these free birds, right? We don't want this strict, rigid, structured schedule. Like you have to do this time blocking kind of drives me bonkers sometimes because from 12 to one, I can only do this from one to two. I can only do this. Well, I'm a mom. You're all moms. Like stuff's going to come up. These distractions, the spilt juice, your kid's going to wake up early from their nap or from their sleep at night but we still have to make a schedule and make a plan. And there are things like these self-care buckets. I asked you to point out the non-negotiables, the really important items that you know if you do them have a greatly positive impact on you and others. Therefore, they need to be on your list. They need to be on your schedule. If time in God's word and prayer is something that you need for your spiritual for your soul bucket, it needs to be on your schedule and you need to prioritize it. If going to the gym or, or getting proper amount of sleep needs to be scheduled just like you would a doctor's appointment, make sure you schedule those things for yourself because they are important and you need to start prioritizing them or you're not going to be serving others to your best capacity, to your highest ability. And therefore you're likely to stay in the zone of chaos. And I want to talk now about the, in the moment clarity, this is the one you all came for. I need to know what to do when my kid spills orange juice all over the floor. And my other kid wakes up and I'm supposed to be doing a breathwork session. I need to know what to do in the moment when I'm trying to get all the kids out of the house. I don't even know where I'm going or what I'm doing, but I know I'm not sitting in this house all day <laughs> or all these other moments. Like when your kid throws up all over the car at nine 30 at night, <laughs> it's the idea of I'm going to lose my stuff right now. Jesus help me in the moment. Clarity comes mostly, this is the fill in the blank, mostly from having a solid grasp and understanding the big picture clarity, which is why we spent more time on that. And I want to point out this John uh, 14, 26 through 27, but the helper, this is Jesus saying this, but the helper, the Holy spirit, whom the father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to you remembrance. All that I have said to you, peace. I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives. Do I give, let your hearts not be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. And Philippians 4 7, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And I want you to remember this. Remember these when you are experiencing chaos. Remember them when you're looking at your self care buckets. Christ has given us the gift of the Holy Spirit, He is our helper, and He will teach us. And Christ has peace that surpasses all understanding. So do not forget these friends. This is truth. These are things to cling to. And these are verses that you can work on memorizing and reciting, write them down. Where's a place Kate, when you walk out of your house, like Print this out, write it out, do a fancy creative piece of artwork, whatever else. Philippians 4, 7, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Put it right by your door where you're like experiencing the most of that chaos as you're trying to get their shoes on and their coat on. And remember that you have everything, these things, keeping truth in front of us. And his word on our hearts that we can focus on and remember help so, so much in this finding clarity in the moment. And I've included this list for you guys today, finding clarity in the moment, mindfulness practices. And so here's a a big list of ideas. And I want to go over them with you. So you guys know um, what we're talking about, because some of them might be like, what, but, um, I'm going to go over these and then we're going to wrap it up. I'm going to share with you guys some opportunities and next steps. Um, But number one, pray like scripture. God asks us to pray unceasingly. And so at any moment, never forget that you have the ability to pray. Like just stop and pray, (laughs) read scripture pull out God's word, whether it's your, in your physical Bible, whether you have an app on your phone or whatever else, whether you put scriptures all over, I have friends who have this beautiful, like picturesque, um, view. They live in the upstairs of their house and windows all around, and they're in the Valley, um, out in Alaska. And so they can see pioneer peak and just all these beautiful mountains around them. And she writes and changes them like every couple of weeks, scripture verses and sharp and dry erase board or dry erase marker on her windows. I've seen people print out scripture cards and put them by the light switches of their house. So every time they flip the light on, you know, put it on your fridge. So every time you go to the fridge, keeping scripture in front of you is a great way to read it regularly, whether you're Like if you're not able to open up your Bible or open up your app in those moments and then meditate on scripture. So this is going into one of those breathwork sessions or just sitting there in a quiet moment, or, um, these kind of things can help you be able to recite scripture, which is another thing on this list. You know, just remembering that like in the moment I'm freaking out and I'm just like, The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard my heart and mind in Christ Jesus in those moments of chaos, right? Or remembering in those moments of chaos, when I'm focusing on the storm, this is where my chaos is coming from. Remember that verse in Matthew about Peter. And just remember, all you have to do is take the Lord's hand and you will stop sinking. Breath work. I just walked you guys through a guided breath work session. This is the Wim Hof method where he talks about doing the, I think it's like 30 to 40 breaths and then holding it. There's also square breathing, which is a count of four. So you're going to inhale for a count of four, hold it for a count of four, exhale for a count of four, hold it for a count of four, and just continue going around in that square breathing. Do it just a couple of times. Take a couple of deep breaths in that square breathing method. There's also the four, seven, eight, breathe in for a count of four, hold it for a count of seven, breathe out for a count of eight. This is something that counselors a lot of times will teach in anxiety ridden people. And I truly believe that's kind of what chaos is. It's moments of anxiety. Um, I'm going to skip around here. I should have adjusted these, but take 10 slow, deep breaths. This is like in line with breath work, but it's just like, Sometimes when my son makes a huge mess or just like does something that just like grinds my gears to the ultimate max, I have to just stop and take a few deep breaths slowly before I react. And then I'm able to respond instead of react. Another one is play a silly game with your kids. It's incredible what a moment of peekaboo or a round of hide and go seek or red light, green light, or something like that can do to light up your kids, to make them smile and laugh, which makes you smile and laugh and brings that joy and gratitude back into your heart in those moments of chaos. Sit in awareness, notice your body and emotions. This is something that we so frequently don't do but sit in awareness and notice what is taking place in your body and what is going on in your feelings and your emotions in those moments of chaos, because those are going to be indicators of what you might need to focus on bigger picture. Those might need be things that you can use later down here. I said, mindset reset workbook, where you can dig into the mindset of why you have this physiological or emotional response to what is happening. And sometimes they could be things that go all the way back to our past, to our childhood, to things our kids did recently. List three things that you're grateful for. So in the moment, right? Kid just spilled orange juice all over the plates, all over the remotes, all over the table. Like Kate said, I'm grateful that this is a breathwork session and I'm not actually missing value and information and filling in these blanks in my workbook. I'm grateful we have orange juice for our kids. I'm grateful we have remotes that control devices that we're able to use in our family. Just list three things that you're grateful for. There's the five senses or the five, four, three, two, one grounding technique. So the five senses sitting in awareness of what's going on in all five of your senses. This can quickly snap you out of a moment of chaos or anxiety where you, where you say, okay, what can I see? Point out one thing that you can see. What can I taste? Even if it's just your saliva or the bubble gum or the mint or your bad breath, like what can you taste? What can you feel? Are you, can you feel like the soft fuzziness inside of your jacket? Can you feel the roughness of your jeans? Can you feel the ring on your finger? What can you smell? Maybe you, then you're like, oh yeah, the trash needs to be taken out. Cause I can smell that, you know, <laughs> what am I missing? What can you hear? Maybe it's the screaming of your kids, <laughs> you know, that you're hearing, but tapping into those five senses, the five, four, three, two, one grounding technique is very similar, but it's pointing out five things that you can see. Four things that you can hear three things that you can touch two things that you can smell. And one thing that you can taste or something like that. You can, you can change the order. I don't think that you have to do it in any specific, but it's using the five senses, but not just one thing in each. It's just quickly pointing out multiple things in each take a walk, stretch, or do some jumping jacks or squats, some kind of physical activity. A lot of times getting your body moving and you're, you're engaging a different part of your brain. That's having this pattern interrupt that's saying, okay, snap out of this chaos, snap out of this anxiety, let's do some jumping jacks and just get out this, these physiological responses. And then we're able to proceed more clearly, be willing to apologize and admit wrong. This is a huge one for me. Like there are times I yell at my son. There are times I say some stupid stuff to my husband. There are times I make a wrong call. And exercising humility and being willing to apologize or admit wrong can go very far in overcoming these chaotic moments and bringing you back to clarity because the enemy will grab onto those things. He will latch onto those things and try and smear them in your face like mud in those moments of chaos. And if you just humble yourself and apologize, it gives him no ground. Use the mindset reset workbook. This is something that I have for my clients. Um, Kamala, Christy, you guys are familiar with this. You have used this. Um, And it's actually a framework that I walk my clients through in going from that, sit in awareness, noticing your body and your emotions, taking those emotions and then getting behind them and then working through the mindset, the beliefs, the thoughts that come behind those feelings. We can adjust those feelings and then in the moment, not be triggered by those same things that we once were. If we're able to sit down and work through some of this stuff. And then the last one that I have on here is lay it down at the feet of Jesus. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30 says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I feel like all moms need to hear this and be reminded of this because motherhood can be quite heavy. It's a lot of responsibility. Like I said, we're, we're, we're our family's greatest asset. We're the ones making the schedules and, and doing so many things. Yes, there are dads, but we're their helpers too, you know? But I encourage you in looking at some of the self-care stuff too, don't be afraid to ask for help. I know that's one of the things Mary had brought up earlier. I know as moms, a lot of times we feel like we're burdening our husbands by asking them to help, by asking them to Maybe it's take care of the kids for a few minutes so mommy can have a minute. Maybe it's asking them to take out the trash or to do the dishes or put the laundry from one to another. Maybe it's asking them to cook dinner or clean up after dinner one night a week, or maybe it's asking them to just be the dad while we go take a bath for an hour so we can just think and pray. Be willing to ask for what it is that you need because we are human beings and we have needs that need to be met just like anyone else. We're constantly meeting the needs of our kids and so many others. Um, So be sure that you are willing to ask. Wowza. What an episode what information. I hope you took the time to take in all of this information. I hope you had a pen and paper available to go ahead and take notes. And if you haven't, be sure to go back and listen. I hope that you listened to part one of this as well, because that is where a lot of the meat and potatoes are sisters. And I would love to hear from you. Email me intentional at gmail.com. You can join the mailing list. I'm going to drop that in the show notes. Join us in the Intentional Abundance community. That link is also in the show notes. Reach out to me. Let me know what your takeaways were, what your thoughts were. If you have any more questions, want a copy of this workbook, please, please, please do not hesitate to reach out. If you want a copy of the entire video training so you can go through that breathwork session, so you can hear the Q&As and the conversations that took place between other moms in your same boat, hit me up. We can get you registered for the workbook for the replay. We can get you in this entire workshop, totally free. You can watch that replay and be a part of this. And then join us all in the intentional abundance community. As we share more about this, talk about these podcast episodes and just do life together in this virtual group setting. God bless.